what I found as we built these out over the years is that if we focus on the assets and not the tactics, the whole thing gets much easier. You're listening to the Authority Builder Podcast. I'm Steve Gordon. For the first five years, this podcast was known as the Unstoppable CEO Podcast. The episode you're about to hear uses that name, but don't worry, you're in the right place. Same great content, new name. Enjoy. Hey friends, it's Steve Gordon, and I want to spend a little bit of time in this video talking about uh, marketing and, and really talking about how to market your expertise. You know, I've worked with businesses now for over a decade on helping them take their expertise, whether it's whether you're a consultant, whether you're a professional service provider, uh, really anybody who's selling the wisdom, the experience, the knowledge that you've gained over, over the course of time, um, and you're getting paid for that advice. I want to walk you through the the really only three things that you need to know to market your business. Now, a lot of people out there want to make this really, really complicated. And today I want to I want to simplify it all for you and talk about these three things that you need to be focusing on. Not a thousand things, just three things. And I want to get you out of having to chase the next tactic to try and get clients because my experience is not all that effective. Uh, tactics come and go. So we're going to talk a little bit today about how to create marketing assets that stand the test of time and that work in the three phases of, of marketing that uh, we're going to talk about. So I've got uh, the iPad here. I've got the I Apple Pencil. I want to talk through some ideas and uh, kind of sketch some things out so it's easier to understand. Um, and so when I really think about trying to get a client, it really all comes down to attention. So I've got to get the attention of that client. That's that's kind of the first phase. And, you know, it's not good enough just to have the attention of that client. I've got to, over time, hold the attention of that client because the chances of them becoming a client on day one when I get their attention, probably pretty slim. In fact, most studies show only about 3% of the people in the market are at a place where they're, they know they're ready to buy today. And what that means is that you got a big group of people who are going to buy in the future. So about 50% of the, the total, if you take a hundred people who are, you know, in your market, let's say about 50 of them are never going to buy. Problem is you don't know which 50, right? About 3% are ready to buy right now. So if you made them an offer today, they would buy. And that's where all of the competition is for your clients. That's where everybody's trying to go, right? To the people that are buying right now because they haven't addressed the things that we're going to talk about here. So I want you to get those 3%. What we're going to talk about here is going to get you, the, you know, your share of those 3%. And I want to get you access to the other 47% that are going to buy sometime between now and let's say nine months, 18 months, two years, somewhere down the line. And depending on what you sell, sometimes longer than that. So you got to have a way to, to stay in front of them and stay interesting as you stay in front of them. So let's let's kind of break this down. So there, there are really three phases here that you need to be thinking about. The first is um, getting attention. So, so we want to get attention. Then we have to hold the attention. Okay. And this is all about staying top of mind. And then we got to convert that attention. So we got to turn that attention 
into sales opportunities. Right? So those are the three phases. That's it. That's all there is to it. Right? So most of us focus on going out and getting attention. And it's pretty easy to get attention. You know, you see it happening on the internet all the time. Somebody will put out a really overhyped headline, like a clickbait headline, and they'll get attention. Okay. But are they going to hold the attention? Because the next thing you go to doesn't live up to that curiosity, right? So our job, particularly when we're working in a, the type of business where maybe we have a longer sales cycle, you know, and when we're going after prospects that are uh, maybe a little further from being ready to buy, we've got to figure out, okay, we got their attention, but now how do we stay in front of them? That's what hold attention is all about. Um, and then finally, we want to take those people who, you know, we're holding their attention, they're paying attention to us, uh, might be, you know, in your email newsletter, might be listening to your podcast, subscribing to your YouTube channel, you know, they're, they're giving you that attention on a regular basis. But sometimes you can have an audience like that, that just sort of falls asleep on you, right? And they're not taking action. And you want to make sure that they take action. And so that's really what converting attention is all about. So, so those are our three phases. And, and uh, you want to begin to think about your marketing, you know, and, and how you're doing everything to attract clients in those three phases. So the way I like to, to begin thinking about this is, you know, to hold attention, we need to create for ourselves a pool of prospects. And the way that um, we're going to hold their attention, we're going to put people in this pool, we're going to put them on a list or a database, and we're going to create a, you know, maybe a newsletter, might be online, might be offline, could be both. Um, and we might have a podcast. We might have a YouTube channel. Uh, you know, any number of ways that you could do that. And uh, my personal favorite is a podcast. We'll talk a little bit about why that's my favorite in a minute, but you need to pl a place for people to go. What I like to call your default move, right? So when I get a lead in today, I want someplace by default, I know they're going to go so that I'm going to stay top of mind with them, even if I don't do a very good job of following up. So this is sort of like the lazy man's way to make sure you stay top of mind. Okay. So I want this pool of prospects go in some place. They're going to get something from me every week, right? Now I got to fill up the pool. I got to get people in there. And so the way that, that you're going to do that is you're going to try and get attention. But most people focus just on tactics to get attention. So, hey, I'm going to do cold LinkedIn outreach, or I'm going to do cold email, or I'm going to do Facebook ads, or I'm going to do YouTube ads, or I'm going to do direct mail, whatever it is. All of that works. This is what I tell our clients all the time. Every marketing tactic that you could think of works for certain people in certain markets at certain times. And we can go find the example of it working. Does that mean it's going to work for you? I don't know. It might. I mean, I see things as crazy as, you know, yellow yard signs posted at street corners. And it must work because they keep putting them out there. So, it all works. All the tactics work in the right context. What I want to get you to begin thinking about is not what tactics am I going to use, but first think about 
what are the assets that I can create that will get somebody to move from one phase to the next, okay? Where I can create something that's really, really valuable that somebody really wants and it can get them to take action, all right? So so the way that we do that in, in getting attention is we're working with clients and the single best way I've ever found to get attention in an expertise-based business is with a book. And so, you know, what we'll do is we'll work with our clients to write a really great lead generating book. Now, this is probably not the next New York Times bestseller, and that's okay. It's probably going to be a shorter book. It's going to be a focused book. Sometimes it's going to get listed on Amazon, and in some markets, it's not, and that's okay. So the reason we like books is that they have a really high perceived value. You know, when somebody looks at a book, they go, wow, there's going to be a lot of information in there. I'm going to learn something new, particularly if it's on a topic that I really care about, that I ha- maybe I'm struggling with a problem, right? And I'm looking for a solution. And if I can find a, a great short book on that topic that's going to help me, I'm going to raise a hand. I'm going to get that book. Uh, and you can see I do a lot of that based on the bookshelf behind you. So um, it's got a really high perceived value, very, very low risk typically lower cost because of that low risk. Um, And so it's easy to get somebody to raise a hand because they're not really putting a lot on the line. But what it allows you to do is it allows you to really demonstrate your expertise. That's one of the hardest parts about selling expertise and marketing expertise is that it's intangible. Okay, and so the book allows you to take your expertise, take the best ideas that you've been keeping hidden all these years and the ones that your clients love and let those go out and sell for you. And, you know, I tell all of our clients that the ideas will sell better for you than than you could ever sell yourself. Um, And so we're able to package up all those ideas into a really great book, a short book, a book that'll get consumed. And again, it's it's really high perceived value, so it's easy to get people to raise a hand for it. Now, the reason I like a book is it's it's this great asset. So there's lots of ways that you can use it, and it's appropriated lots of different stages of business. So what I recommend for most of our clients is that they start with referrals. And we've got a whole strategy. You can see the book behind me there, Unstoppable Referrals. We've got a whole strategy on how to leverage a book to generate a lot more referrals. And because it's such a low risk thing and you can go to a prospective client or or go to one of your clients, go to a referral partner and say, you know, look, I'm on an absolute mission to change whatever it is that you, you know, that, that you help people with. You know, I'm on a mission to change. So if I were to do it about referrals, I'd say, you know, I'm on an absolute mission to change the way that small businesses, professional practices approach referrals. They know that they get the bulk of their business from referral, but they generally have no control over how they do it. They have no system for how they go about it. And I've got a great system that we've developed with our clients, and I'm really passionate about helping these small business owners. And so that's why I wrote this book called Unstoppable Referrals. And I'd love to sit with you, dear client, and brainstorm with you who you might know, who's in your network, who would really benefit from getting a copy of the book, because I'm on a mission to get this 
into the hands of as many people as possible. I really need your help. Now, most of your clients are going to go, hey, that's great. I'd love to do that. I love your stuff. How can I help you get it out? And uh, now it becomes really easy, far easier for them to give that gift of your book than it is to drag somebody into you know, a, a sales meeting with you, uh, which is what we normally ask them to do with referrals. So when you combine the asset of the book with the method, the tactic of referrals, it can be really, really effective. And for an awful lot of the businesses that we work with, that's all they ever need. That's the only strategy they ever need. But let's say you want to do more than that. You you need more than, you know, dozens of, of leads and, and clients a month. You need hundreds of leads and clients a month. Well, you can take that same asset, that book, and you can use that with paid media or advertising. Okay. And so you can create an online book funnel. You can do print advertising. You can do direct mail. Um, we help our clients with all of that stuff. And, um, and you can drive people to the book, get them to raise a hand, say, Hey, I'm interested. And every time they do those people then jump into your pool of prospects. Okay. And some of them are going to be on the fast track. Again, like we said, about 3% are going to be on that fast track because they're in the market to buy now. So they're going to get your book. They may not even read the book. They may just go, it's exactly what I need. I finally found my expert. How do I get started? Some of them are going to be not quite ready yet, but they know they got the problem. They know it's something they're going to have to solve soon. They're going to get the book. They're going to read the book. They're going to start consuming your other content uh, that, that you're sending to that pool of prospects. And we'll talk about how to do that in a minute and make it really easy. And they're going to then go um, and say, okay, I've heard enough. This is my guy. This is my gal. How do I get going? Okay. And so the, the goal of the system is really to engineer something that is very easy for you to operate. And it works no matter when the prospects are ready to buy. When you get enough people in your pool of prospects, it just naturally, because of the, the law of numbers, it just starts throwing off new leads and clients on a regular, consistent basis. All right. So um, the kind of the third way of getting attention that, uh, that you can use is PR. So I actually just got an email uh, right before I started recording from one of my clients who just landed a big uh, interview on an industry podcast that is focused exactly on his ideal client. The interview actually just went live today and he wouldn't have gotten that, but for the fact that he had a book. And so he's been able to do lots of podcast interviews here over the last couple of months since we got his book published. And so again, PR. And these are really the, the only three ways to get attention. You're going to get, you're either going to use uh, referrals or word of mouth. You're going to use paid advertising, paid media of one form or another, online or offline. And you're going to use earned media, uh, you know, PR. All right. And what I like about creating these assets first, rather than worrying about whatever tactic it is, you've got this asset of a, of a book. You can absolutely use that in all of those tactics. So let's say you want to go and, and do um, direct outreach with it, whether that's email or LinkedIn, which I would classify as paid media because you're going to be paying with your time. So I look at that and I go, well, who would I rather show up as if I'm going to cold outreach to somebody? Would I rather be some random stranger on LinkedIn or do I want to be the guy that wrote the book? 
well, I'd like to be the guy that wrote the book because I'm going to have some more authority there and I'm going to have something to give someone of value. Now, I probably wouldn't send it to him right away. I'd look to build a little rapport and say, hey, you know what? I wrote this this great book on this topic might be of, of interest to you. If it is, let me know. I'll send you a copy. You know, so I always like to ask first and let them uh, kind of opt in, you know, in a way so that it's like we make it like it's their idea. Uh, and I find people are much more receptive that way. All right. So we've talked about getting attention. Okay. And, and we've kind of talked about these three levels and to create this asset that allows you to get attention uh, really easily and use it in lots of different ways. Um, and that's one of the, the things I like to do with anytime I'm working with a client with marketing, I want to create these assets that we can create once and then we can just use them over and over and over again for years. So one of our clients has been with us for about a decade. Uh, we created a, a book with him about nine years ago. He's still using that book to get leads and sales today. My first book, Unstoppable Referrals, the first of, of uh, four and soon to be five, um, that book. It's been seven and a half years now. We still get leads and clients from it every month. And um, and that's the power of building these assets and moving away from all this craziness of like, what's the next tactic? Because uh, there's always going to be a next tactic. But if you build the assets, then you can easily just plug that tactic in, layer it on top of your asset. All right. So we've got now people coming into our pool of prospects. We've set up a system. We're executing a system. And we're building up this database of prospects and, you know, and, and they're just kind of swimming around in here and we're sending them, you know, maybe every week, maybe every couple of weeks, we're sending them some new piece of content. And that's keeping us top of mind. It's again, demonstrating our expertise. And so we want to be able to stay top of mind. Now, big problem that I've learned over the last a uh, little over 10 years now in working with business owners is that the idea of sitting down and creating content is not what most business owners want to do when they wake up on, on a Monday morning and go, hey, what can I do this week? It's not to create content. And so we used to really advocate email newsletters and print newsletters. They work incredibly well. But what would happen would be, you know, the client would start off pretty good. They'd write two or three or four newsletters. Things would seem to be going great. They were starting to warm up old leads, getting some, some traction with it. And then they'd get busy. And then, you know, they might get four or five of them out in a row, and then they might miss three in a row. And then, okay, we got to get back on the wagon. Let's get going again. You know, I got to write something. Let, let's put that out. And so it was really difficult. There's lots of starts and stops. And that kind of kills all of that consistency and that trust that's built up from the consistency of publication, which is really, 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 really critical. So these prospects are judging you. You know, they're they're trying to figure out, are you reliable? You know, if it, are you going to show up on a consistent, regular basis with something useful and valuable for them? Because if they have that experience before they give you money, the likelihood is that they're going to have that experience after they give you money or so the thinking goes, right? So, so there are lots of ways you can create that, that regular content. My personal favorite way, uh, and again, I, this is maybe because I'm a little bit lazy, my personal favorite way is a podcast. So the reason I like a podcast is that all you have to do is show up and talk and you can already do that. I know you can already do that. If you run a business, 
you can show up and you can talk to another business person, right? Now, this works absolutely best, you know, if you're selling to other entrepreneurial businesses where you can go and you can get the, you know, the CEO of a, a company on the line with you. And if you're curious about how to do that and some of the specifics, you can uh, go to our website, uh, unstoppableceo.net forward slash podcast prospecting. Uh, I wrote a whole book on the strategy and, and you can get a free copy of the book there. All right. So what I like to do is use a podcast because all I've got to do is maybe once a week, I'll sit down for a couple of hours. I'll interview two or three different business owners who might be prospects that I want to do business with, depending on how I've created the podcast, or they might be people that have the kind of audience that I want to be in front of, that I want to build a relationship with them. So they might be a long-term strategic partner. And I'll use the podcast to build that relationship. And at the same time, that other guest, that, that other person that's in that conversation with me, they're showing up and they're helping me create all my content that, that's going to go out to everybody that's in my pool of prospects. And now I don't have to do a whole lot of hard work to create that content on a regular basis. And at the same time, everybody that's in my database, in my pool of prospects, is hearing my voice every week. I'm the one that's curating these people, that's bringing these people to them. So I get all the credit for that. I get to be the authority. I get to be the one that they bond with and build a relationship with. And I don't have to do all the heavy lifting of coming up with, gosh, what's a new brilliant article I got to write this week, right? I can just go have conversations with other smart people and share that. And those are really, really valued by folks. They're easy to consume because people can consume them while they're on the go, while they're working out. Audio is just really great for that. And uh, the other thing I like about audio podcasts, although video is, you know, is, is becoming really, really popular. But uh, the one thing I really like about audio is that it's super easy to create. You don't have to worry about lighting. You don't have to have a camera like we're doing here. You don't have to worry about visuals or any of that. Now, if you're into all of that, by all means, go do the video thing. But if you're not into that, if you don't want to be on video, it's really easy to do an audio podcast. Uh, most people are going to consume it that way anyway, and it can be really effective. And now you've got a way to stay in front of every prospect forever. So I talked before about having kind of a default move right? And your default move is like, this is the place I'm going to send people no matter what. I'm going to just put them over here. I know they're going to get followed up on because I got a system in place for that. And uh, with our podcast, we've done, uh, at the time I'm recording this, we've done, I don't know, 250 episodes. And I, I spend really a tiny amount of time on it every week, maybe about 45 minutes uh, a week if you average that out, I usually batch it in you know, one afternoon and get it all done in the month. So it's really, really easy. So what we've accomplished so far is we have the attention of our prospects. We're holding the attention of those prospects now over time until they're ready to buy because only they control when they're ready to buy. Maybe we can influence that a little bit, but they're going to buy on their schedule. Um, and so we ought to build our system to account for that. Right. But we got to give them opportunities to take action, to take that next step. That's where we want to convert attention. And I'm a big believer in, in using the idea of a conversion window. And what I mean by a conversion window is we're going to use the calendar. We're going to use an event that's taking place at a specific day and time to force people to make a decision. Am I in or am I out? I don't care what decision they make just for right now, you know, 
at this decision point, are you in or are you out? You know, we're going to offer you some value. We're going to give you the opportunity to, to take a step forward, uh, you know, further into the sales process. Are you ready to take that step yet or not? And we get them to begin to self-select and let us know where they are in the process. So, um, and, and that's really the bridge. That's the other asset here that is the bridge between holding attention and converting attention. And the reason it works so well is that it's an event on the calendar. So, you know, in marketing, we like to talk about scarcity and, and urgency an awful lot. And you see a lot of people running around doing some pretty, I think, unethical things around that and using fake scarcity and, and, and urgency. But the calendar is this magical tool that has scarcity and urgency built right in because all you've got to do is say, I'm having this event on this date. Would you like to come? All right. The calendar takes care of all that for you. It's urgent because it's happening on this particular date. As the date gets closer, the urgency naturally increases. The scarcity increases. It's going to go away after that date. It's perishable. So we're really using the properties of time and the calendar to create that for us and create it in a way that feels totally normal. You know, it doesn't feel like we're beating people over the head with it. In fact, it looks like we're just creating events that are going to add a lot of value to people, right? And so one of the ways I really like to do this is with uh, what I call a signature presentation. Now, you can deliver that presentation in a lot of different ways. So you can do it in a live seminar. You could do that and people are getting back to those now. You could do it in a webinar. You could do it in a Facebook Live or a LinkedIn Live. Lots of ways you could do it. But the point is, it's on the calendar. And people have to make a decision. Am I going to be in or am I going to be out? It's okay either way, but they got to decide. All right. And so you've got people floating around here in your pool of prospects. You're building relationship with them. You're nurturing that. They're getting to know you. You're giving them value. And then you give them an opportunity. Let's say once a month, you give them an opportunity. Hey, we're going to do a seminar at, at our office. We're going to do a lunch and learn around the conference table. We're going to have a webinar on a really key topic. And, you know, and you're going to put that out there and give them the opportunity to take a next step. And then from there, the people who have self-selected and attended that signature presentation, you're going to give an opportunity to enter your sales process. And when we begin thinking about the sales process, now we want to make sure we're talking with qualified people. And sales to me is really all about disqualification. I only really want the best people coming through at the end because frankly, I don't want to have to be a great salesperson. I just want to be talking to people who are really ready. If I build the whole system in such a way that they're set up, they're prepared, they're educated by the time I talk to them, they're pre-sold. They already know that they've got a problem. They already know that that there's a solution to their problem and that we have that solution. And they've already decided in their mind that, you know, that I'm their guy. That's the prospect I want to talk to. That's an easy sales conversation. I don't have to be a master salesperson to have that conversation and to help that person. Um, and so that's one of the reasons that I like to build these kinds of systems to market and sell expertise because it just makes everything so much easier. So when we think about converting attention, we want to put some filters in place. 
And, you know, we want to really get to a place where we have what I call a disqualification filter. Usually where we do some type of intake, we ask some questions and we learn a little bit about that prospect and where they are to make sure that they're ready. A lot of times that'll come through and it'll be a perfect prospect. And then sometimes it'll come through and it'll be somebody and you can already tell they're not qualified. And so you can save both your time and their time by helping them go in a different direction, right? That might be a better fit for them. All right. So if they, they make it through that disqualification filter, uh, which is usually some some type of a questionnaire or intake form, then we have what I call a right fit conversation. If I can write and talk here. And in that right fit conversation, because we've prepared the prospect, now it's really, really easy. So one of the things that I've learned after working with experts for all these years is that, you know, you got into doing what you do because you're really interested in that area of expertise, whether you're a consultant or if you're an attorney or an architect or, you know, whatever. I mean, my background personally is technical, so I get it. I, you know, I got into that because I really enjoyed that, not because I wanted to sell it. So this is an easy way to have that, that conversation where you're really just doing diagnostic and then prescribing a cure. It's very, very simple. Um, and then, you know, if that is the right prospect for you there, you know, you're going to end up with a client at the end. That's our goal, right? So what I've found as we built these out over the years is that if we focus on the assets and not the tactics, the whole thing gets much easier. The clients that we've had in the past that really wanted to chase tactics ended up driving themselves crazy, trying to do all kinds of different things, never really getting good at any one particular type of client attraction. And then they avoided doing the thing that attracts clients just naturally, and that's creating these assets, really their authority assets. And so we've really begun to focus on helping clients create what I think are the, the three key assets. So a book, uh, a podcast, or some other type of media platform. And a signature presentation. And if you have those three things in place, now you've got lots of flexibility. You can do a lot of different things. And that's where the whole marketing and business development can get fun because there's so many different ways. For example, you can use your book to get attention. Uh, we've had clients do these really cool, you know, charity book signing events where all the proceeds from, you know, the, the prospects who come there and buy a copy of the book go to the charity, created huge goodwill for our client, huge goodwill, not to mention a lot of new business, but huge goodwill. And guess what? They invited all their clients and those people got introduced to the charity. Charity invited all of their donors. They got introduced to the business. Everybody won. And so there's just lots of really cool, creative ways you can use it. Same thing with a presentation. If you've got a presentation, it can be delivered in a lot of different places in a lot of different ways and can be used to convert people. And the thing that kind of binds it all together 
is this media platform, which is where you communicate with that pool of prospects on a consistent, regular basis. So they feel like they know you. So this is how we break down marketing when we're talking with an expert. And so as you're thinking about how do I put together, you know, my business development plan, how, how am I going to do this? I really want you to think about breaking it down into these three buckets, then thinking about, okay, I got to, you know, go out, build the three assets, you know, go get yourself a book. Uh, they're not as hard to write as you think. Um, if, if you're curious about a, kind of a shortcut process for that, we've got one. Um, if you go to magneticauthor.co, um, I've got about a 15 minute presentation that'll walk you through our process. I'll show you kind of how that works. And uh, that link will be down in the uh, down below in the, the description or the comments. And you can watch that, um, get your signature presentation in place, create that media platform um, that'll glue it all together. And now your marketing is really, really simple. Just really easy to execute at that point. So, uh, hey, if you got questions, if, uh, if you want me to go deeper on any of these ideas in another video, absolutely happy to do that. Post a comment below. And uh, thanks so much for watching. Thanks for listening to the Authority Builder Podcast. Here are three ways you can expand your authority. Number one, get a copy of the Million Dollar Book. In it, I show you how to multiply your authority by writing a best-selling book in less than 90 days guaranteed. After all, you're the best spokesperson for your ideas. Go to authoritybuilderpodcast.com slash book and get your copy. Number two, join me for an upcoming Write Your Million Dollar Book Accelerator, and let's jumpstart your authority building book now. For upcoming dates, go to authoritybuilderpodcast.com slash accelerator. And number three, work with me and my team to get your book done and bringing in business. Email me at steve at authoritybuilderpodcast.com and put, I want to write a book in the subject line. See you soon.